It's just a privilege to be able to um, minister today. And what I really am wanting to do is connect us with the powerful, the all-powerful, passionate love that is true. And you know, at this time of confusion, everyone in the world needs love. One of the fastest growing industries is the entertainment industry. Everyone is home watching movies, fantasy movies. Everyone is looking for something to put their minds on, to take their minds off what's, re what's going on and what we get on the news and things like that. And so people set about exploring things that will make themselves feel better. We as humans have been designed and wired for love. And so you'll find at this point in time, everybody is looking for love. And because we are social distance, because we can't fly and see our family, because we can't move like we used to move, there is actually a lack of love flowing and people are starting to feel that and so they're looking elsewhere and that's in the entertainment industry um, what I explored are love stories and for example great epic movies like Titanic one of the themes there was love why because whatever we're going through if we have got love if we're surrounded by love if we've got somebody that we can connect with in love we believe we will be able to get through it. People ultimately believe that this is just a fairy story, where people live happily ever after and love conquers all. Mm, yeah, it's in the movies, it's in the fantasy um, fairy tales. But I want to tell you today that there is an eternal truth in love. And it has to be so. Because God has made us and wired us and designed us for love. The love of Father God, that is the eternal truth of love. Nothing else lasts and fills and covers and keeps us like the love of God. If we go to 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, it says, In this... The love of God was made manifest where we are concerned. In that God sent his son, the only begotten, unique son, into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. The love of God is amazing. He has shown us his love with what he did in sending Jesus. Not only does he love us enough to create us, he loves us enough to make the ultimate sacrifice for us. He gave us Jesus to make sure that everything was perfectly in order for us to be eternally his and live eternally. I just want you to ponder and think about that. He's done everything from the creation to sending Jesus 
to make us and give us the grace and the mercy and the freedom from sin so that we could have eternal life with him, so that we could be there eternally. All we have to do is receive. There is not another thing that we can do to add or subtract from what God has done in his love through sending Jesus. His love has done it all. His love is rich. It's full. It's all-sufficient and all-supplying. Not only is love of God, but God is love itself. He is the very embodiment, the source, and the fullness of love. Now that sounds quite enormous. And so we need a revelation of the full truth of the love of God. And I really don't think in our lifetime, with our finite minds, that we can really get a grasp on the fullness of the love of God. We will never be able to fully comprehend the love of God until we are in eternity. If we fully understand love, we will fully understand God because God is love. And none of us can fully understand God. Now we only see through a glass darkly. But that is enough to do amazing things in us. And I want us to look at that today. One day in eternity in his presence, we will see him face to face. And we will also comprehend his love fully in all the richness of the different facets in which he manifests himself, his love. While on earth, though, we need to continuously be open to Holy Spirit, giving us more and more revelation and understanding of the love of God. That is God himself. When we understand the love of God, we understand God. When we understand God, we understand love. And so we need to be open to Holy Spirit for more revelation. We need to ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Open my heart, open my mind, open the eyes of my understanding to see, to know, to understand, to comprehend a deeper depth of the love of God. You know, his love only gives. That's it. It doesn't take because otherwise it won't be love. Love only gives. Why? Because in love, the other is the focus, not self. And this is what we see in God. His focus is us. Everything that he has done from the beginning of time, right through to the other side, into eternity, eternity past, eternity future, it has all been with others in mind, with you, with me in mind. Because that is love. And wherever we are and whatever we are facing, as we seek him and look for where he is in each situation, we will find a manifestation of his love there in different ways and different experiences. It doesn't matter whether it's in life or in death, in tribulation or in trial, in much or in little, in height or in depth, it doesn't matter. God 
is there and therefore love is there. And therefore, we can find him. And in every situation, we can find a place where love has an answer. Love has a demonstration. Love has a foothold. Love has something to give. Because that is our God. Now the depth of his love is revealed in Jesus. Just think of that. The Father letting go of his Son for us. How many of us can let go of somebody that we are totally and absolutely connected with because we love and we want to demonstrate that love to somebody else? I know I couldn't do that. But God did. Why? So that we could know him and his love. Now, I want us to have a look at the scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 3 to verse 6. And it says, May blessing be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in, heaven, in the heavenly realm, even as in his love he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world. That just blows my mind. Before he even created the world, he had thought up you. He had thought up me. And he said, I choose them to be mine. And then he went about making, creating the world, the universe, everything, oxygen, the, 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 the trees, the flowers, the birds, the animals, our bodies. He created everything so that we could be his. What an amazing thought. Let's go on. So before the foundation of the world, he chose us that we should be holy, set apart for him and blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love. For he foreordained us, destined us, planned in love for us to be revealed and adopted as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the purpose of his will because it pleased him so that we might be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, his favor, his mercy, which he so freely bestowed on us, his beloved. Do you know that the Lord calls you his beloved? I want you to stop for a moment and just think of that and say to yourself, I am God's beloved. Let's say that together. I am God's beloved. Yes, let that begin to sink into you. You were chosen to be holy, to be set apart, and blameless. And this right from the very beginning. This is why when the accuser tries to defeat us through sin or guilt, through something that we've done or said or we haven't done or we've forgotten, he comes at us and he says, huh, you think you're okay with God, but let me point out all these things that you've done. But when that comes, we can stand sure in Christ, knowing fully 
what his love has done for us. He has made us blameless in Christ because of his love. What a freedom. He has set us free in his love. We can rejoice. We can be excited. We can move forward with confidence because of what his love has done for us. He has chosen us to be his children, and that will never change because love never changes and it never fails. We've heard that, and it's truth. Love never fails. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, says 1 Chronicles 16, verse 34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy and his loving kindness endure forever. So as we've been talking about it, it was from the beginning. It will be right through eternity future. His loving kindness will endure forever. No situation, no circumstance, nothing that comes against us can cause his love to separate from us. It'll never cause his love to end. If it did, he would have stopped loving us a long time ago. But he never has and he never will. And so let that truth, let that be another truth that comes into you. Now let's have a look at what God says about what he does because he loves us. I just love the scripture. It's in Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, the Lord your God is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a savior. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction and he will quiet you with his love. He will exult over you with singing. What a magnificent scripture and promise of the Lord. And it gives us insight into his character and the intense love that he has for each one. He will rejoice over you and he will quiet you with his love. When love comes upon you, there's safety, there's reassurance, there's comfort, there's belonging, there's flowing into joy as we see his response to his children. What a place to be. And that's where we need to be right now in this world with whatever is going on in it. We need to be quieted inside of ourselves, established, rooted in that love that he has for us. And then not only that, but he rejoices over you with singing. He bursts into song as he thinks about you and he watches over you. Can you even get a picture of that? God, the Father, watching over you. Jesus, interceding for you, watching over you. Holy Spirit, right here with us every moment of every day. And as they watch you, and as they look after you, they burst into song over you. Isn't that an incredible picture? Amen. So then who shall separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction 
or tribulation, or calamity or distress, or persecution or hunger, or destitution or peril or sword. Yet in amongst all these things, we are more than conquerors. Amen. And we gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For I am persuaded beyond doubt that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Paul tells us that in Romans 8, from verse 31 to 39, that nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from the love of God. And so receive that today. And so as we ponder on that intense, all-powerful, passionate love of God that he has for us, I want to leave us with this declaration that I'm going to speak over you. And it comes from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. So lift up your hands and receive this as I speak it and declare it over you. Lord, I pray over each one that you may have that each one may have the power and be strong to grasp with all the saints and experience the love, what the, the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of it is, that each one may really come to know practically through experience for themselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, that you may be filled through all your being with the fullness of God, that you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God, with love himself. And so I declare this over you, that revelation comes, that experience comes, and that the depth of your knowledge and understanding of the love of God deepens in Jesus' mighty name. Be blessed as you open your hearts to experience the love of God in a whole new way. Amen.